The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing.
early this morning I woke up and, and this song was on my mind just because of the particular challenges at hand in these particular days. I thought every believer ought to think of this song. This song should be a song that we sing as an anthem unto the Lord and that every believer, rather than to fall to the psychological effect of what seems to look like something bad and what the news seems to show. I know it is the news, it is reporting, but at the same time, rather than to go along and say, aren't things bad and, and so forth, that we would look to our God and we'd begin to sing the song of the Lord. We're in Second Chronicles chapter 7. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of twenty and two thousand oxen and an hundred and twenty thousand sheep. That's big sacrifices. That's a lot of praise <laughs> and giving to God. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priests waited on their offices. The Levites also with instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had made to praise the Lord, because his mercy endureth forever. When David praised by their ministry, and the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon hallowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings and the meat offerings, and the fat. Now I'm going to go to verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attendant to the prayer that is made in this place. One of the main reasons for the power failure today in the church is that Christians, those called by the name of the Lord, have failed to minister to the Lord. Biblically, the evidence is that our ministry to the Lord must come before our ministry to men if we are to be effective. It's not a matter of doing good works, it's taking the time, concentrating on God sending his word with scriptural songs or praises, phrases of adoration to the Lord, ministering to him, even after being filled with the Holy Spirit, if our priorities regarding these two types of ministry are reversed, we'll be helpless and impotent before the heathen world. It's not a matter of going out and telling the story immediately. It's ministering to the Lord to the point that we are overflowing. The first verses of Second Chronicles 7 said, 
When Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. In other words, he was in God's presence. He was there praising God. He was there sacrificing to the Lord, ministering to the Lord. We need once again to dig down into the springs of God's life, bury ourselves in him. He's the source. We need to be caught up in the wonder of the person of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Lord, to know him intimately and deeply, spending time in meditation, just calling his name, thinking on him. Then we'll find that our personal ministry, Godward, will urge us manward with a new freshness and a new power and authority. Then we'll not only talk of God's power, but we will be part of showing the demonstration, God through us demonstrating himself by his power in this world. It's amazing how often ministering to the Lord is mentioned in the Bible. During the stay at Sinai, while Israel was in the wilderness, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 10. During the spiritually barren days before the rule of Israel's kings, when the word of the Lord was precious, there was no open vision. Little Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. When the temple was completed during the reign of Solomon, the ark was brought from Zion into the most holy place. Second Chronicles 5 verses 11 through 14 says, And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Can you see the unity? Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing, singing that one song of praise to the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then the house was filled with the presence of God. It was like a cloud so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Isn't that wonderful? Mary, the mother of Jesus, ministered to the Lord as she spoke forth the marvelous worship and praise of the Lord. Anna, the prophetess, who spake of him, Jesus, to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem, never left the temple, but served or ministered to the Lord with fastings and prayers night and day. The leaders of the early church not only ministered to the Lord privately, but came together publicly in groups to fast and to minister unto the Lord. Not only do we minister to the Lord here on earth, but millions in heavenly places minister to the Lord. Let's look at Revelation 5, verses 11 through 14. The apostle John writes, And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Think of that as your choir. Sing it in that choir. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. See this high praise going to the Lord. And the four beasts said, Amen. 
And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. How numerous are the references in God's word to ministering to the Lord. How important it is to understand God's loving design for us as we learn to minister to him. One day, a friend of mine, Brother Roy Hicks, said he was just saying, Lord, I love you, I praise you, I magnify you. Hallelujah to your name. Glory and honor and praise to you, my God. He was just doing that and spent some time. Pretty soon he got quiet. He said, the Lord just spoke to him down on the inside and said, when you praise me, think about me. So praising isn't only just our lips, but it's making our minds think on him and his majesty, his glory, and his wonder. Praise God. Let's minister to the Lord all day long today. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Oh